is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. But I'm gonna raise the car in a private Ferris wheel. Thank goodness we're safe up here. At the uh, Smogville World's Fair in Smogville, USA, this is World Champion Podcast. I am Brighton. And I am Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair, and we are forced to provide their podcast, the world champion of podcasts, as it were, the best podcast. We discuss the only things we know how to talk about. Obscure and forgotten pop culture. Michael Jackson. (laughs) And other mysteries of the universe. It's obscure if you're from like South America. No, South. No, no. South, South Mars. If you're from <laughs> Mars, if you're a millennial, maybe if you're from the dark side of the moon. Maybe the kids these days don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sick of making those kind of jokes. I'm done with them. That was the last one. Millennial jokes. I'm sick of making millennial jokes. Yeah. Retired. When we should be making baby boomer jokes. That's true. Let's shift it gears is here. True, those yeah. dicks. So. We talk good, we talk true, we talk fast. We are going to come right out of the gates. This is... Swinging. This is our high, most highly rated reviewed segment. Mini Music Michael Movies. I want my... Mini Music Movies. Woo! This is where we analyze a music video, but we're not allowed to... Shit. So edit this part okay, out. Okay, music video. We that's the, in Smogville. We call them mini music movies. The the MV is proprietary mm-hmm. trademark dress. We do not say that. And the obscure, super famous musician Michael Jackson. He made some of these. We're going to jump into them for that fringe kind of element you love. Yeah, there's that forgotten. Maybe if if you look hard enough on YouTube, you might be able to find it. Sean, it's December second, nineteen eighty three. Okay. I was alive at this point. Uh, I, I was too. I was too. We are watching uh, MTV. If we're in the United States, if we're in the United Kingdom, we're watching Channel 4. We're watching the debut of Thriller, 14 minutes long, directed by Hollywood director, who at the time was really at the top of his game, mm. John Landis. This was probably before he accidentally murdered people <laughs> with negligence. And all the cocaine. Yeah. So wh- did you say this was MTV premiere? Uh, pardon me. This was after he accidentally murdered people with negligence. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. It's, yeah, it's, let me uh, back up here because I had thought it premiered elsewhere. On TV, right? I, I remember on... watching it as a kid. I remember this. Like, this is one of those moments in my childhood that's like the Kennedy assassination or something. Like, it's a big moment. Oh. <laughs> I just flipped, flipped my, my papers. <laughs> you're, you're, a big moment. Big, big moment. You're like, I'm, I'm not out of order. You're out of order. Right. The whole world's out of order. But I loved Michael Jackson. Yeah, it does say it was MTV's first world premiere video. I believe it aired later on regular television. 
God, I wonder what I saw. Because I've, I've bragged before. I've really gone on record bragging that my parents had cable when I was a little, little kid. Oh. It was an awesome thing, man. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was lucky enough to grow up with cable as well. It, and in those days, that was kind of special. My parents made a lot of sacrifices so I could be entertained with TV. I would say my parents made sacrifices, but my, they were way more into it than I was. So, Oh, I just meant sacrifice as far as like having awful children. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's a big sacrifice to, to a swinging lifestyle. Yeah. So I remember it premiering. I don't know if it... I, for some reason, thought it was not like ABC or something. It, it could have been MTV because I did have it. But... I remember sitting down for this. Like, we're waiting for this new Michael Jackson video. This is going to blow our minds. And it, it surpasses blowing your mind. Um, as far as the song goes, the song Thriller, the title track from mm-hmm. the album Thriller. Solid song. Here's where I'm going to drop some gotcha journalism on you. You know how I love to do that. Right. From Wikipedia, in the song, sound effects such as a creaking door, thunder, feet walking on wooden planks, winds, and howling dogs can be heard. Okay. Does this count as a novelty song? And does it count as a Halloween tape? If it, it has all those elements. It's, God, it's walking the line. A couple of weeks ago, we discussed novelty music. And actually, several of you on Twitter, our Twitter is Smogville Fair, at Smogville Fair, contributed your favorite novelty songs. Mm-hmm. We are planning a novelty song-themed episode in the coming months. Thank God. Yeah. So is this a novelty song? Is it a Halloween tape? Is this better than Chiller Halloween Mix Volume 5? <sighs> it's really walking the line. It's, it's, yeah. it's, if it's not novelty, it's as close as you can get. Yeah. Like, this is, pra- this is a, a slightly hipper Monster Mash. <laughs> it Just is, slightly. It is, uh, it's Monster Mash for Generation X, isn't it? It is. The Boomers had Monster Mash. What do, what do the Millennials it's have? It's a more cynical Monster Mash. Oh, Definitely. What do the millennials have as far as spooky songs? Uh, I'm bringing that back. Like, like, a, like a zombie climbing out of the dead, I'm bringing back my millennial talk. Millennials have imagined dragons. So, <laughs> oh, so th- that's There's nothing scarier than imagining a dragon. It's true. The sharp teeth. The, the howling fire breath. Wings you know, flapping like wings. thunder. Like a hurricane! So big they blot out the moon. That's right. Imagine! Mm-hmm. Dragons. Imagine Dragons is, is a terrifying feat to endeavor. But, yeah, this is, this is a simpler time. You didn't have to yeah. imagine dragons. You got to see zombies. I always thought the lyrics were, this is Thriller Diller Night. But it's, it's just thriller. thriller Thriller. So what, what is he say, saying in that song? I, I, he's basically saying, I'm going to upset you more than actually seeing corpses and stuff, right? Dating me is going to be more traumatic than seeing vampires and monsters and blood and guts. Well, that's really interesting. I always thought of it as just being a straightforward song about monsters. Um, We should examine the lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Because I tend to... Because there's a thriller. I do tend to look at things at face value. Because I will scare you more than any ghoul could ever dare try. Isn't that a line? It's close to midnight and something evil's lurking in the dark. That could be about his boner. (laughs) Right, it's got a lot of different connotations. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. You try to scream, but terror takes the sound before you make it. You start to freeze as horror looks you right between the eyes. You're paralyzed, because this is thriller, thriller night, and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. This is a lot more menacing than I thought. You hear the door slam and realize there's nowhere left to run. You feel the cold hand and wonder if you'll ever see the sun. All the while, creatures, you're at it, essentially, yeah. So... I look at this as a straightforward, just horror song. Okay. 
there is a lot of analysis of it that it's about it's like very, teenage libido. It's very rapey. And the uh, oh God, <laughs> it's kind of rapey. That's why I prefer to think of it as just about werewolves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the video. I mean, the video. They're on a date, and he says, "I like you. Do you like me?" Mm-hmm. And then he turns into a wolf that chases her. But he does have this weird. So it could be like this whole thing's a metaphor for teenage unstoppable sex drive. Unstoppable hormones, uh, TE as we call it. That's that's short for thunderous erection. He does kind of warn her. He they're walking around, and he kind of gives her a warning, like, "I'm so horny. Like, brace yourself for this news." Because he, he kind of goes, oh, this is so fun, this date. I'm not like other guys. He gives her this real stern, like, like yeah. oh, his voice is almost shuddering. He's so horny. I like to think that the song is just about horror movies. It's a, it's a lovely metaphor, though, because turning into a werewolf, there is nothing more apt to describe pu- puberty, basically, is turning into a horrible monster. Well, Yeah. Right? What's the first thing in like... Hair growing in. Uh, Yeah. Everywhere. Hair everywhere. See, he said... And then in the bridge, night night creatures call. The dead start to walk in their masquerade. There's no escape in the jaws of the alien this time. Wow. This is the end of your life. So it is really dark, but I feel like it's a dark homage to the drive-in movies of yesteryear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much more universal monsters. It's much more Frankenstein and the classic Wolfman and stuff. Than it is, uh, I don't know. Maybe some God. You could really, you could really start doing an armchair philo- uh, uh, psychiatrist here or, or psychologist because he turns. This is the era when I was a little kid. We had again bragging once again. We had yeah. cable. Yeah. So I was able to watch the behind the scenes making of American Werewolf in London. And if you've oh, seen yeah. that, yeah. it has the most kick-ass werewolf transformation ever filmed. Like, there is, there is no better werewolf transformation than an American werewolf in London. It's, it's kick-ass. And, and, that this, is, and that's John Landis as, as well, right? Right, and right. That is a couple years before. Right. And so he went from that to like, oh, we're going to do this transformation of Michael Jackson. And it's kick. It's kick-fucking-ass. Well, it's the same uh, special effects makeup guy, Rick Baker. Yes, legendary, legendary in, in his industry, right? And it's and, and when the, when Michael starts transforming, it's cool, man. It holds up so well. His, his ears this get longer. Almost twenty five years old, and when he's looking at his hand and it's stretching and his forehead's all like puffy, it's it looks awesome. It looks painful. So, um, let's talk about the song for a second. It was originally called Starlight. <laughs> And the lyrics were, give me some starlight, starlight sun. And then, oh, and then they changed it to Thriller. Um, they, uh, it was not written by Michael. It was written by Rod Temperton. And then they brought in uh, Vincent Price to do the vocal part. He nailed it in two takes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are referring to Vincent Price as rapping. I know. I saw that in the cre- in the credits. It said "rap" in quotes because even they, okay. with a straight face, couldn't say he was rapping. "Rap" quotes by Vincent Price. So maybe that's the more '60s definition of like, "Hey, rap with me." Like, oh no, yeah, we were no. just rapping. Earlier I don't think about- so. I think they were literally saying, "This is like Run DMC." So is this is this more rap or less rap than that bare naked ladies rap, which is also not rap? 
I would say it's more, to be honest. Bare Naked Ladies are so goddamn dorky. Like, Vincent Price is pretty cool. And I mean, what he's, he's saying is cool. Like, even if it's not very rappy, it's like, like just the, 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 the tone of his voice. That's and, amazing. Right. And he does, he's not just speaking. He's not just doing spoken word. He does have a rhythm and cadence to right. his bits. Right. Dun, dun, dun. So I, I guess we could generally call that And it's that very rap. poetic, too. Like, the, the, the prose is pro, you know, poetic. It's not just like, monsters here to eat you in the butt. You know, it's it's much more like it flows off the tongue. It's not monsters here to eat you in the butt. <laughs> That's your go-to example of bad horror well, like, themed rapping. I'm a monster. I'm here to eat you. And then the person says, "Like, oh no, what do you want to eat?" And then he goes, "I want to bite you in the butt." Bobby Boris Pickett's <laughs> follow-up to Monster Mash was terrible. Right? Monster bite. It was called Monster Bite You in the Butt. Bite you in the butt. 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 Wolfman bite Jack. Bite you in the butt. <laughs> All right, it's the new track. It's the new record from Bobby Boris Pickett. We loved him with Monster Mash. Here he is again this Halloween with Monster Bite You in the Butt. <laughs> what is the opposite of... Bite you in the butt. In the butt. A monster came around, walking on all fours. He snuck up behind me, and I dropped my wallet. I went to pick it up. The monster clenched its jaws. The monster bit me. In the butt. Not in the butt. In the butt. In the butt. (laughs) Not in the butt. What's the opposite? Not on the fronts. He bit me in the butt. What is the opposite of a one-hit wonder? (laughs) (laughs) What is something where you record something... Thinking it's going to be a huge hit, and then it's just not even your mom has heard the song. Oh, so, you, so you've only recorded one thing, and it was yeah. a colossal failure. No, I, I think of it as being the opposite, where you have the full industry behind you. You have the entire oh, record yeah. industry. You have a huge contract. Your, your music is awful, and they just push it. They've spent $40 million on all, everything in the music video. And then you you release want to bite you in the butt monster bite you. <laughs> monster bite you in the butt and it's just like it just nobody they're like fine it's gone they're like finally it's a monster mash for millennials it's like a fart in the wind oh, this kid this kid coming on he's gonna be a hit mm-hmm. be, move over Bieber and Taylor they're Swift. sarcastic you've seen reality bites these teenagers they're sarcasm they don't like anything they hate everything and they love it what's missing <laughs> what's missing from this generation I look at the charts I don't see a single Halloween song that's right novelty and then what do we got sex appeal put a button there listen to this yeah. well, Fergie my humps Sir Mix-a-Lot baby got back and now Bobby Boris Pickett Jr. Mm. with monster bite you in the butt monster we're gonna make this butt delicious, as the kids say hashtag that throw it on the social medias so yeah yeah uh, there actually, what you just described, there is a story about that, and maybe we can we'll talk about that okay. later. That Someone great. who had the full weight of the music industry behind them, billboards in Times Square. Okay, uh, wow, and uh, utterly flopped. Nice, uh, tra- okay, very interesting, tragic story. Okay, we'll get to the tragedy then later. So here's what I was surprised to find out about this: the song Thriller. It's got these horrifying lyrics. They bring in Vincent Price to do the the voiceover. Did Michael write this musically? No, he didn't. He didn't he write did any not. of it. No, it was uh, Rod Templeton and Quincy Jones. The okay. bass line was. This played... makes up for Quincy stealing his thunder on Billy Jean, though. Yeah, because the the bass line and melody is solid. When the bass line comes in, the like... bass line is played on two keyboards. I, I could tell. Unison, I could yeah. tell. I could tell that was a keyboard bass line, but it is. Like there's long stretches of just a, a looping 
uh, me- like bass yeah. line, and it's cool. It sounds good. So, in the summer of 1983, Thriller, which is already a big hit and has had six singles, starts to decline in sales. So, um, I guess the guys we were just doing impressions of, I'm sure, Walter Yetnikoff and Larry Stessel, mm-hmm. answered calls throughout the night from Jackson. Walter, the record isn't number... Wait. Walter, the record isn't number one anymore, Jackson said. Yentikoff recalls Jackson saying, what are we going to do about it? And he says, we're going to sleep and deal with it tomorrow. So then they're like, okay, fine. Why don't we make another... Why don't we make a third music video and uh, do it on, on the Thriller song? Wait a minute. So at, at this point... That's thriller, weird, right? Thriller has been released, and, and what's the first single? Is, is it Billie Jean? There's six singles off it. This is the seventh single from Thriller. This is the seventh... I thought this was the first single. And... It's the seventh? I had to assume, because the lyrics in the video go so well together. The, they were not planning on making a video of this song originally. My God! Which means if they hadn't made the video, you've got this album with songs like Billie Jean and like... And then this inexplicable And then this inexplicable Halloween song. Halloween song with Vincent Price that just does it does not fit in with any of the other songs at all. You've got Beat It, Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine, Wanna Be Starting Something, and then mm-hmm. Darkness Crawls Across the Land. Yeah. It is like just so out in left field. Can you imagine like we don't have this this luxury because we've <laughs> grown up in, in the big city. But I mean can you imagine hearing this and not ever seeing the video, not knowing anything about it, just be like, oh, Michael Jackson, he's that singer. Let's put on this album. Yeah. And then getting through a thriller and just being like, what was that? Yeah. You, what was that? You heard Beat It and Billie Jean on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then the end of track one is Vincent Price and corpse, Rod Inside a Corpse's Hell or whatever he this says. This is sort of blowing my mind because I pictured, I thought this was the centerpiece of you'd the think, album. You'd think when I they thought were, this was it, the yeah. concept, you know? Yeah, and you'd think they're sitting around and writing down on napkins. Right. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll do this weird horror song and get this video. We'll make it a big thing. We'll have the lyrics match up the video. No, the video was a total last-minute afterthought. That's unbelievable because... That's it, weird. So if not for that, why is this... And besides that, it's a great song. Why didn't they just call it Starlight? Give me some Starlight. It was '83 was a year of just lightning in a bottle, over and over and over for yeah. Michael Jackson. Because watching this video today, I watched it today. I was like, "This is awesome! This is such a great video." Yeah. As a kid, I remember the werewolf transformation. I remember, you know, this is a time where Walking Dead wasn't smashing someone's head on on basic cable every week. Yeah. There wasn't people's intestines being pulled out. So to see. All these people crawling out of graves with their guts out. And then, good Lord, when Michael Jackson becomes the zombie, like, it's just, like, you get chills, man. It's like suddenly you're like, oh, she, she has no help. And then she looks over and, and in this prophetic sort of scary situation where Michael Jackson has makeup that looks kind of like how he looks later in life. Like, it's frightening. And then they do this dance. Like, I want to talk about the, the pacing of this video. Yeah. Because if you watch the full 14-minute video, it has the, the opening, the, the, the fake opening. The, the disclaimer is where it really starts. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's start at the disclaimer, for God's sakes. This, it was this, is this a gimmick? Um, Do you have the, the wording there to the, the disclaimer? It is, it is attributed to Michael Jackson's um, Jehovah's Witness roots. 
that it was he his has idea. A, he, has, he was a Jehovah. He's a Jehovah's Witness. Really? So, so it opens with, due to my strong personal convictions, I wish to, I wish to stress that this film in no way endorses a belief in the occult. <laughs> and that's weird because, again, like compared to Walking Dead, actually, you know what? I'm not going to put Thriller. Thriller is gruesome. Mm-hmm. And the special effects are probably as good or better as in The Walking Dead. As far as the zombie makeup, yeah, it's good. So it it's holds not, up, it's, man. It's not like this is some tame B movie stuff. Yeah. This is scary zombie stuff. Yeah. Um, as a child, I remember how intense I thought this was. So he put that disclaimer in afterwards in an interview. Um, it, it turns out his spiritual leaders were not very pleased by it. And uh, in the pages of Awake magazine, which mm. is published by Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of Pennsylvania. He said, I would never do it again. I just intended to do a good, fun, short film, not to purposely bring to the screen something to scare people or do anything bad. I want to do what's right. I would never do anything like that again. Uh, Why not? Because a lot of people are offended by it. That makes me feel bad. I don't want them to feel that way. I realize now it was not a good idea. I'll never do a video like that again. In fact, I have blocked further distribution of the film, over which I have control, including its release in some other countries. No more thriller. So if that video he thinks is too intense and offensive. What was his concept for the fucking song? I know. Like what was his, like where he's just like, this is not what I intended when I wrote that song thriller. Right. Like the, th- the, the video couldn't be more perfect for the content of the song. Yeah. Like what was he going for? If that, that sounds like this must be some, I think that was, this uh, is disingenuous, huh? I think that was probably when he was still maybe being manipulated by his father. So he didn't even know. He was probably just, not. He probably the, didn't write any of that. At that point, he yeah. was he was just like someone who's been in solitary confinement, and they come yeah. out and see the sun, and they're scared by the sun. Yeah. So this is someone who was like saying anything, Stockholm syndrome. So this also does some weird last action heroing. Then wait, wait before we move on. This, yeah. this was eighty three. Might be the apex of kind of like heavy metal bands are putting right. secret messages. There was a huge like Satan scare at the time. So anything that was a culty or satanic, right? This guy was legitimately like you could go to jail. Yeah. You know? This got, uh, this got called out, uh, called out on the carpet, man, which seems so from those same kind of groups. And they said like, they said, um, if, if Michael Jackson, this big star terrorizes his girlfriend, then, then people will think it's okay to terrorize your girlfriend. I think the scariest thing he does is when, they're just both being normal people, and they're walking down the street, and he's, like, singing right in her face. and He's, <laughs> he's like, dancing and making eye really contact. He's really getting in her face, man. There's not a lot of personal space in this video. There's nothing that makes me more uncomfortable he's than screaming. someone dancing while making eye contact in my personal can space. Can you imagine being on a that. date and someone's just that intense? You're yeah. walking, and they're walking backwards so they can talk, and, like, and yeah. they're, like, kind of shimmy. They're moving their face into your, right into your face, yeah. and they're screaming shit, and you're like, wow, this is a bad idea going on this Tinder thing. So this was uh, all leading up to it. The PMRC came to the forefront in 1985 with their list, the Filthy 15 of, you know, just objectionable. Oh, songs. so this was right, kind of right. So before this that. probably really kind of fueled their fires for didn't, sure. Didn't help. Yeah, definitely fueled their fires. Um, so okay, so we start out with uh, what we think is is the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is where they're in their 50s gear. Their, their convertible runs out of gas. Mm-hmm. Michael's wearing Converse's and a Letterman, Letterman jacket. jacket She's yeah. like got the poodle skirt and the hair. Mm-hmm. He turns into a werewolf. 
A cool-looking werewolf, too. Really cool-looking werewolf. He's, it's very cat-like, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's more of just a beast man yeah. than a, than a straight-up werewolf. Yeah. Uh, but then we find out that that's a movie. That Michael Jackson is at with the same girl, right? Yeah, so that's where it's Last Action Hero. It's very is. How are they watching Inception. a movie with them in it? It's very Inception. Yeah. Or like The Matrix or something. Yeah. And then she's scared. Michael's throwing popcorn in his mouth, which is now the... Internet nerd gif for any time watching internet people argue. drama. Yeah. yeah, watching people argue on the internet. Which now that I say that out loud, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> God, I'm into it. I am but too. anyway, <laughs> so, that is every time there's an argument, suddenly you see Michael Jackson eating popcorn gifs everywhere. Yeah. So which uh, he is. He's eating popcorn with just pure entertainment. Like you, yeah. you've never seen anyone more entertained. Or in a state of, of entertainment. He is in a state of bliss. Just eating watching that popcorn. Watching this scary movie, eating his popcorn. We've all felt that way when we've seen people fight in public. <laughs> yeah. You know? no, it doesn't make us uncomfortable at all. We were just like, <laughs> all right. Popcorn. If it's not me or my friends, it really doesn't. I really Ooh, do enjoy it. Buttery. I saw a couple. Um, I live by uh, the train station mm-hmm. in a... Uh, we've talked about it. It's like RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> so people are picturing at home. Yeah, <laughs> like that, or like like Blade yeah. Runner or something. Right, yeah. I live in a Blade Runner land. I live by the public transportation, by the train station. Um, it is an up-and-coming neighborhood. That's, God, you're uh, the ever-optimist. <laughs> hey, there's a... I like it. There's a vegetarian... There's two vegetarian restaurants really? now. Yeah, and, and a There is a... What more do you want in your neighborhood when you live in an up-and-coming neighborhood than a high-end craft cocktail bar. Oh. Now, I can't afford to go to $10 it. $10 a drink? Oh, if, maybe, if it's maybe during happy hour. I'm sure it's really cool. How muddled is it, though? It's very muddled. It's muddled as fuck, dude. <laughs> so fucking muddled. <laughs> anyway, I saw, I saw this couple <laughs> fighting, and I actually did pull out my phone to film it, and, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the juice was kind of uncomfortable by it. Mm-hmm. But so he was, she was standing on the train station. He was on the other side of the street, and they were just screaming at each other. Okay. And I was like, why is this happening you can both walk away. Mm. There's a street in between you. Right. And she's basically calling him a lot of names that I won't repeat. Mm-hmm. A lot of slur, slurry type okay. names. Derogatory. And she's like, it, you know, you can't, you can't even afford a pair of shoes. And, he, and he's obviously one of those um, it's quite a delusional, <laughs> mentally disordered people. Because mm-hmm. he's saying, he's like, his counter argument is, I was in the military. <laughs> and she's like, you were never in the military. <laughs> John Cena? It's <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> no, because I could see him. Oh, okay. But so his big argument was, I can't believe you're standing there yelling at me, saying these horrible things on my uncle's property. <laughs> and she's like, and this is the public train station. <laughs> so she's going, shut the fuck up. Your uncle does not own the train <laughs> station. It's like, you're on my uncle's property. <laughs> And wasn't that a thing when you were growing up? There was always some kid, or maybe you were that kid, or maybe I was that kid. Mm -hmm. There's some weird kid whose uncle owned something. Mm -hmm. Is that a a phenomenon unique to me? I wasn't that guy. No, it is. No, and I wasn't either. But there's always some kid who's like, yeah, well, my uncle actually owns the Buffalo Bills. Right. It was so always... I get um, I got all the cards already, even though they're not out yet. I was going to say most of the lies as a child that I heard from people, and they're big lies, 
somehow were NFL related. They were NFL related <laughs> or Nintendo related. Yes, very much so. Like your uncle worked at Nintendo, and so you got the game six months before it was released. Yeah. Stuff like that. But you can't bring it over like, oh, I was going to bring it over, but I dropped it, so the mailman has to bring a new one. Right, and it's like... It's like, always getting the games before they're released, because okay. your uncle works at Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Or it's Or that, you like you were on the field during the, the Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, you met Jerry Rice, because right. your uncle owns the 49ers. Right. <laughs> Or you could say my uncle owns Michael Jackson's jacket. Can we talk about the jacket? God, earlier I said that this is lightning in a bottle over and over, and it really is. The jacket's cool. It's the coolest jacket ever. It's is there anything them. more iconic than that jacket? Perhaps not. I mean, it's got it's, an M on the back. It's this red leather. Like, it's so perfect for its time because it looks like it's from the future, but it's so 80s. So 80s, and, but it's still cool. It's still somehow cool. Um, it sold at auction uh, June 27th, 2011 for $1.8 million. Wow. The buyer's name is Milton. <laughs> so that, that feels good. So everything's coming up Milton. Um, there was a big epidemic in the 80s of counterfeit ones. Oh, I believe So that. there were like real like licensed ones and then counterfeit ones everywhere that kids were buying. So this was designed by Deborah Nadulman Landis. Okay. Wife, oh. Wife of John Landis. Um, wow. Lest you wonder what her credentials are in costume design. Uh-huh. Prior to this, her claim to fame is Indiana Jones's jacket and hat. Oh, good lord. Prior to that was, um, I mean, not that these are particularly complicated designs, but they are utterly iconic. iconic. Um, of course, you've seen in any dorm room, John Belushi with his sweater that says college. college that right. was her, too. Wow. She's worked on dozens of films. It she's really like, is. It's she's really the president of like the costume designing guild or something. When you hear behind every good man, there's a good woman. It's kind of true. Something yeah. like this, like that's kind of something we run into a lot. We yeah. have. We've run into it with George Lucas. We've run into it like this. Like that's no small feat coming up with Michael Jackson's goddamn jacket or Indiana Jones's look. Um, also, Animal House, The Blues Brothers, The Three Amigos. And those are just the ones that are worth talking about in the first paragraph of her biography. Wow. Okay. Get American on. Werewolf in London. She worked on... Oh, yeah. I was like, duh. Of course. Yeah. Spies Like Us. I mean, Coming to America. He had this cool like royalty love, outfit in that. I love Coming to America. I do, too. That's a, that's a funny movie. <laughs> McDowell's. Yeah. Soul Glow. <laughs> All the Soul Glow stuff is good. Damn. I've been watching a little bit of ER lately, and it just blows my mind, because Eric LaSalle is so... Stone faced and boring and humorless, and then to think that that's also the Soul Glow guy. That oh man, he was in Logan too. He, oh, he, he was. was. The yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the unfortunate family Logan stumbles across in every movie. Yeah, where someone comes and kills everyone. Yeah, it was beat for beat exactly the same as the first Wolverine movie, where he goes to the old couple's house and they give him the oh, jacket. Oh, that that shitty one. And he keep, yeah, and yeah, he keeps saying like, oh, "If I stay here, it's dangerous." Then everyone's like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> Same as this movie, Professor X. <gasps> come on, yeah. Like, why are they listening to him? He has goddamn Alzheimer's. Think about how pathetic his his moments were towards the end of that. It was rough. It was really sad. It was. It was bleak. <laughs> anyway, don't anyway. listen to Professor X. What does he know? Anyway, that jacket. Magneto so, was right. So they leave the movie because she's scared. Who's she? She is Ola Ray. She was Miss Playboy of the month. A few years prior. I think I need that, actually. Don't tell anybody. Oh, I know. It was the month after. It was June 1980. 
Because I have, I have striking while the iron's hot. I have the, uh, I have the. A friend gave me the Playboy issue from the month I was born. Oh, cool! Do you know? I only have one issue of Playboy. Do you want to guess what it is? I've, I've had it for twenty five years. The first one. You should sell it. No. Red Sonia naked. <laughs> Red Sonia and Madonna. All right. It's the Madonna Red Sonia issue. Who was Red Sonia? I forgot her name. Was it? It wasn't. Um, Brid- it was Bridget. Was it that woman? It's the one that from Few to a Kill. Yeah, she went. And, she went insane and, no, and dated Flavor Flav. Yeah, yeah. Bridget Bridget Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, Bridget Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. She's a nut. She sounds like fun though. Her <laughs> yeah. and Flavor Flav. Like, think about if you wanted to invite one couple to a barbecue, who would it be? It would be Brigitte Nelson and Flavor Flav. Yeah, it would probably be like probably like Barack and Michelle Obama, but probably before that, probably Brigitte and Flav. I bet they've been to the same barbecue. In this crazy <laughs> world we live in, I'll oh, bet, that's you, there, true. That's, I'll bet yeah. you there's been a barbecue that has both Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and Flavor Flav and Red Sonia. Yeah, that's probably and true. And they probably had a nice like handshake and Barack said something very sensible. Yeah. And then Flavor Flav just like yelled or something. Barack said, I thought you wanted to fight the power and now you're... Standing next to the power. Yeah, and he's like, do you know the time? Excuse me. Yeah. And then Flavor Flav looks at his then, necklace. Yeah, then, no, later that's what the press corps asked him. They're yeah. like, so what did you and Flavor Flav talk about? That's well, right. I forgot my watch, so I asked him about the time. <laughs> that, went, <laughs> that went over well. It goes over well. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so she wants to leave the movie. So now they're walking through the slums, through these and this abandoned... Is, and he's getting in her face. He's singing in her face. Singing right in her face. This is the worst first date ever. Yeah. She's thinking, why did I go on this date with this guy? Yeah. It's our first date. We went to a movie that was too intense. And it's like Taxi Driver when he takes... Uh, yeah. What's her name? To J- the... Jodie Foster. No, not Jodie Foster. His date. Oh, yeah. No, it's not, not uh, um, Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. He takes her to a porno movie for his first date. That's much like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Let's go see Hostel or Saw. And then when she gets up and leaves and like, this is too intense. Although strange because that was us. Like that might have tripped her out a bit. That's probably what she was actually disturbed by. Yeah, she's like, wow, this, I don't remember filming this movie. And then he's just eating popcorn, loving it. So he's in her face. So he's just doing the equivalent for his genre of music. It's the same as like you bring a girl back to your dorm room and play Wonderwall on your acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But his music isn't really that guitar-based, so he's doing his equivalent of that by shimmying and Which singing. probably works better, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... And then they, they do the dance. She, she like, she's like, oh, they're, they're getting away from the zombies. The well, baseline... No, no, the zombies are coming up, so they're walking down the street, and then... Then the music kind of fades out. Now we're getting Vincent for the first time. Oh, that's Darkness right. crawls across mm-hmm. the land. And we, they're just crawling out of the graves, crawling out of the sewers. I was always particularly disturbed by the fat, bald, blue guy. Me too. And it's the noise. It's like the... Yeah. And then he's got a big... He, he maybe, maybe... I think he was shot with a cannonball in the stomach because he's got a big, bloody hole in his stomach. And a big, be. fat stomach. Cannonball wound. Because the Thriller poster was up at the record store when I was a kid. And I'd go there with my mom and just kind of discreetly like stare at it and just be frozen in horror. Mm-hmm. And the, I remember the blue guy being down in the corner. He was so blue. And then He's there's the. Blue. And then there's. Is it a man or a woman who's just got like black sludge dripping out of their mouth? It's a woman, I think. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a man. Someone's got black sludge slowly oozing out of their mouth. It's it's 
gnarly. But the pressure's building. The zombies have them surrounded. And yeah, then, music and then stops The girl's entirely. screaming. Like, the cinematography and everything is so cool in this. Like, yeah. I, again, I want to really point out how well-made I think this movie is. Yeah. It's really cool. And she turns, and who's her only hope? Michael Jackson, and he is a zombie. Turns around. He's got green skin. He's a skeleton. He looks, he looks great. He, he's unrecognizable. There's an interview where he talks about how much fun he had practicing the different makeup and oh, really? making faces in the mirror, and he was really into the... Mm-hmm. getting into character looking different than he looks you mean really into that is maybe like enjoying not looking like himself <laughs> anyway uh, he i love that that he just the, like i said earlier the pacing like they do this this stuff the zombies are coming out they do the dance and then finally he turns around and goes and there's this thriller. It really like, builds up to it. It does. It's dramatic. Like, like, yeah. like, like the pacing and the drama. By the time he sings the first chorus, we're like nine minutes into the video. Yeah. And it really pays off. It's such a good slow burn. And then it's just that. It's triumphant. I don't, I don't know if it's Jonathan Landis on that. Like, but it, like, it really like. I really noticed how great the buildup was yeah. to that first, ver- or first chorus. And then the big dance. I am not someone who it, it, it really enjoys. Uh, Dancing, I, right. I just I stuttered because I realized that in my day job I worked for a dance company. It's not enjoy it. It's, <laughs> so I it's just you're out of your depth, like us all. Yeah, well, it's just like I'm not, you know, I'm not into like watching, like say at WrestleMania when Pitbull comes out with eight backup dancers and right. they do their little choreographed thing. Uh, I'm not into like pop music choreography dancing, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you later. This dance was so cool. Mm-hmm. It's it awesome was. with like ten people and and just it's weird it's bizarre it doesn't really look like anything. Did he choreograph it, Michael Jackson? Himself? Uh, no, he did not. Because that's um, impre- that's what you're talking about. It's yeah. it's a great dance because it doesn't look like any other kind of dancing, but it also just doesn't look like weird. Like if I watch Britney Spears <sighs> doing her dances, it, it's just like weird like arm movements it, that don't quite make sense. It's almost novelty dance. Yeah. Oh, it totally like is. It's, the, the it's, famous it, like the, Yeah, thing. they're they're doing it, it's it's very much a novelty right there. And yeah. we're walking the line like we talked about. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, well it still feels like natural. Like it it feels like someone could just be goofing off in their bedroom mm-hmm. and doing that dance. Right. I don't know. I don't it know looks good. It. No, I'm just I saying agree. it looks good. Yeah, it's like nonchalant. Like it, that's how natural it looks. Yeah, is that you can see someone goofing around, or you can see forty hours of of, yeah. of preparation for the dance, you know, or a thousand hours. So they were, um, they were like behind schedule on the zombie makeup, and couldn't really like fit the dancers properly. Okay. So Rick Baker had to like really improvise and just manufacture all these masks and prosthetics that would be. Uh, adaptable enough that no matter who showed up, they could paste them on there. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That is cool. I read about Planet of the Apes. Like, the original Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. made a bunch of money. They made six sequels. This is, you know, like the 70s. Every sequel, they pretty much halved the budget. Oh, yeah. And so as they went along, they would start literally getting... Just shitty monkey masks from the, the like the Halloween store, <laughs> and just and so the extras in the sure background. Yeah, if you watch like Planet Planet of the Apes three, the the guys the apes in the background are literally wearing like Halloween monkey mask you buy for twenty five dollars. So, um, so yeah, so there, yeah, so the, yeah. 
Uh, it was choreographed by, what's his name? Michael Peters, who also did Beat It. Okay. And uh, maybe I should wait till we talk about Beat It. No, I'll just bring it up again. He is in the Beat It video as the guy with the sunglasses wearing the white suit. Oh, like a, a gang leader. Yes, because there's like that guy, and then there's like the Dana Carvey looking guy. Mm-hmm. So he's he's that one. So he's the choreographer of Thriller. God, I can't wait to get to that. So they uh, so the dance scene happens. The mm-hmm. zombies eventually dance back. I love when they're about to get back in the grave, but do like some break dancing stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do the robot and then uh-huh. go down in the grave. We get some more Vincent Price. God, it was a great era. Yeah. Like, breakdancing was so so huge. Yeah. We had a group of breakdancers come to my elementary school and do breakdancing in the auditorium. Oh, man. And, like, I thought it was so cool, but thinking about it now as an adult, like, how uncool are you that you're breakdancing to elementary school students? It's not cool. Like, you're, that's like the, that's almost, it's almost pathetic. <laughs> think about it. No, like, I think it's just minor leagues. That's where you start. Is that what it is? You got to build up your resume. Right. You can't go straight to. You're like, do you know how many, how many elementary schools I've break danced in front of? Well, once you know, then we can talk. Now, is it, do you go break dance in elementary schools before or after you graduate from the school in fame? I just think Do you it's... graduate from fame university and then you break dance? Yeah, with your live forever degree. Yeah, I, I kind of don't think it's impressive to impress to to impress a fourth grader. Like break dancing, <laughs> when you're break dancing, you shouldn't be thinking I could, uh, this nine year old is really going to be blown away. You should be trying to impress the top of the top. You know, yeah, the best dancers in the world, the best hip hop producers. If you're in elementary school and you're like, wow, this nine year old really enjoyed my my move, like you're setting the bar so fucking low it's pathetic well if anyone out there was an elementary school break dancer write us in world champion podcast at gmail.com <laughs> no one out there was an elementary school oh, break yeah, dancer. um so so luckily this horror is all a dream is it is it that's the question i love i've always loved the ending of this video because right when his girlfriend's about to have a nervous breakdown it's all over what's yeah. the problem yeah. It's just Michael in a house, normal. She's had some kind of weird psychotic break from reality. Yeah. And then he's saying, What's the problem? Our Tinder date's over. Our first date. <laughs> yeah. Where you had a nervous breakdown. So when did the dream start? Was the entire thing a dream? Did she dream she was watching a movie? I mean, that would explain why she's watching a movie starring herself. <laughs> so the whole thing is a dream. Or at some point on the walk home, did she fall asleep? Well, we've got to take into account the fact that this is a metaphor for horny teenagers. Like, turning into a zombie or a werewolf is, is kind of a metaphor for you're your just this little teenager. So, are we saying that, that he's a good date or not, basically? Because he's, he's doing, like, what's the problem? He's suddenly back to normal. He's this horrible yeah. monster. She's having a, a fit. He's normal. And then as he's walking out, he turns and he's like, I'm still horny. He's got his eye, his his horny eyes. I uh, like. Don't worry. Well, I think even though I'm not a monster, I'm still horny. If you're if you're comfortable enough for someone to fall asleep in their chair and have bad dreams, I don't think this is their first date. <laughs> I, I I'm thinking the entire video is a dream. Interesting. The whole okay. thing's a dream. They're actually an established couple. So where does reality start? Over, then she was over. Um, the only reality we see is when she wakes up. That's reality. But after, at that point. 
he still turns and has yellow crazy eyes. Well, that was a pretty prophetic dream. So is that, that's real. So, so that's are, real. Those, those are his eyes. So there's three different Monster Michaels. Okay. And that last one we see is the real Monster Michael. It's wolf, it's zombie, and then it's just straight. And then eyes. And then just, just like evil. Snake eyes. Just evil something. snake eyes. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. And I, yeah, there are a couple. She, they were studying together. She stayed over a little too late. Because you you're not going to fall asleep in your Tinder date's house. This is like a Halloween version of like, I really can't stay. <laughs> yeah. But baby, it's cold but outside. But baby, there's zombies outside. I really should go. Michael Jackson, you know it's true. I don't want a monster to bite my butt. <laughs> five stars. I'm going to do it right now. Five stars? Out of five. Awesome video. Awesome song. Awesome video. Like, I can't. It's held up, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, you, you, it looks like it was made today. It was. Michael Jackson's dead. Jonathan Landis, I'm just guessing, is dead. Uh, sued Michael for royalties, as did the girl. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's money changes everything. So. Yeah. I mean, it, ch- it certainly changed us. Right. I'll be sm- suing the Smogville Fair. Wink. No wink. <laughs> All right, that's this week's installment of Mini Michael Movies. We'll be back, not next week, do it again. Back next week with something else. We'll be back later for more stuff. Mm -hmm. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Thank you. I think the reason that you don't do it more often is because I don't say it enough. We should say it more. It's on us. Yeah, we should say it more. And also, we never, no one ever comes to our stand-up comedy shows because we never tell you the dates. Yeah, tumbleweeds. Yeah, just tumbleweeds. We're like, why is anybody here? We have a podcast. We forgot to tell you we were going to be here. Anyway, uh, that's it. Good night.